Well, dang it. <clears throat> Have you ever burnt yourself on the stove? Have you ever burnt yourself on the pot? Have you ever burnt yourself on the hot coffee? Well, when we do that, we then avoid that situation that hurt us, right? Physically. Um, we're not going to stick our hand in the pan again. We're not going to drink the hot coffee till it cools off again. Well, some of us may go ahead and drink it, but <clears throat> we are probably going to avoid the situation that hurt us. Um, you know, at 43 years old, you get to a point where you think, oh my gosh, I've learned all the ticks and tricks, all my ticks, you know, everything that makes me go round. But, <clears throat> you know, that's why God says, you know, it's a journey. It's literally a journey. I don't, we never arrive, although we really want to arrive, we never arrive. And especially people who have been through extreme trauma and extreme post-traumatic stress. And, you know, I don't say that very lightly because some of us have been through some really um, dark things that will define us the rest of our lives. And then we make decisions out of those dark things. And those decisions we made define us even more out of dark things, you know, and you know, it goes back to a little girl of like, I will never let something hurt me again. It goes back to that. Um, sorry, I'm a little emotional today. Um, <clears throat> it goes back to um, protecting that inner girl. It goes back to um, protecting who she is of like, okay, well, that hurt. I'm not going to let something else touch her again because I made a promise to her that I would never let anything hurt her again. And, you know, I don't know if everybody's like this or if it's just me, you know, I, m me and John, we joke because I'm very much on the spectrum and I don't know if that's because life created me on the spectrum, um, you know, and it's all my issues or, if I was born on the spectrum and I never got the help I needed and I've just learned to mask and cope with life, um, I guess we'll learn that and maybe in a later podcast. But today in the podcast, <clears throat> we are going to talk about avoidance, <laughs> if you didn't already know. You know, I think defiance disorder, you know, I think I had that when I was younger and that's just comes out in a form of rebellion. Like nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'm going to live my life and I'm going to do it boy, the way I want to. And then we get into this avoidance disorder. We get into this avoidance protection. And I think it's just literally like the definition that I feel like I got was um, avoiding what hurt me before, avoid avoiding the feeling that of the familiar of what hurt me before. So it may not even be scary, or it may not even be something that hurt me before, but it could just be a feeling that I had before, or an insecurity, or a, um, or maybe the smell of the candle in that place triggered something in my body that made me realize it was a feeling that I've had before. And I think being on this journey of moving to New England, 
leaving what was familiar, even though it wasn't a healthy familiar for me, we left what was familiar to go into the unknown. So when I go into unknown situations, it triggers, I can't avoid things that have hurt me before. I can't avoid things that feel like they've hurt me before because I'm walking into all new situations. And so I just want to encourage you, have you ever been so successful at something only because you're avoiding something else? I will say that again. Have you ever been so successful at something that the world applauds you and celebrates you and thinks you're so freaking amazing? And you're only amazing at that one thing because you're avoiding something else. Well, this has been my life. And I realized it talking to John yesterday and I woke up with a total download from the Lord, I think in Revelation. But so when I got my hair license, I went to school to avoid methamphetamines. Oh my I went and did something to keep me from doing something else. And it worked. And it gave me a passion like no other. Then I met John and got married. And this passion and talent and success drove me to wake up in the morning. And drove me so much that I was a better hairdresser than I was a wife. I was a better hairdresser than I was a mom. It was easier for me to formulate hair color than it was for me to make dinner. It was easier for me to, you know, cut a bob or cut, you know, layers or cut a haircut than it was for me to be a wife. And, you know... So much of that, I think, was just a coping mechanism of, I I was transforming at the same time. So don't get me wrong, God has used all of it. He has used all, he already knew that I was going to do that. <laughs> he already knew that that's the way I was going to get from A to B, is I was going to go to AFG, HMIJ, KLMP, QRS, TV, WX, Y, and Z. I was going to get to Z before I went to C. <laughs> and then I may go to D or I may go to F or P or Q or F. You know, you never know what I'm going to go to. But that's the journey I have to take because I have defiance disorder. I mean, I will define if anybody tries to tell me that I'm doing that, I will tell them they're crazy. Like people tell me I was a meth addict. Ah, you're crazy. You're defying authority. You're crazy. You're avoiding being a mom. You're crazy. You're, you know, it's, it's all, they're, they're crazy, not mine. I've got to come to it myself. But I'm probably the only one in the world that has to come to these conclusions themselves the hard way. You know, it's like, and so moving, I was like, I'm just going to go to hair. 
I've been in the church world. I've been in the Christian world. I've been in the um, public speaking world. I've been in all these, you know, ministry world probably for 20 years. And I'm like, I already touched that stove. I already drank that coffee. That already hurt me. I've already been burned from that circumstance. So what does my personality do? I would rather transfer hair license from Texas, which has not been easy. Walk in 12 salons confidently with my outfits and be looked at like, chick, you are so crazy. (laughs) You do not belong here. You know, you know that feeling, right? Get rejected from most of them. Say I walked in 12, get rejected from 10. Two decided, we'll give you a chance. So, went to work at, well, I didn't go to work. I didn't even have to be in the computer. So, I went for two weeks at a salon. And I'm like, I don't think this is for me. Like, it just, it's not them. I mean, some of it was them. Don't get me wrong. Hairdressers are toxic and drama and gossipy and all that. So, I'm like, I'm 43 and... This feels like what I'm trying to avoid. Like this feels like what I'm trying to avoid from church culture. Why am I walking into this having to relearn a skill that I'm passionate about? Just to avoid something I'm passionate about. (laughs) This is the bipolar edition. So, and then I spent a day at this other salon. Amazing. They were not toxic. They were beautiful. They got along. And it's like, still don't fit. You're a square peg trying to fit in a round hole, Jessica. Why is that? Because you're avoiding your call. You're avoiding what you're actually supposed to be doing. And you will work your flipping backside off. To prove to everybody that you're not supposed to do the other thing. Because you're so good at the other thing. At least for me, that's my world. I don't have all the answers yet. But I am waking up this morning realizing that I have to do things that scare me. That I have to... It's not just John's call to work at a church. That I have to at least get back in there and volunteer. And because I love people so well. And I connect with them so well. So to think in my avoidance and trying to throw myself back in the hair world and be successful and Avoid what scares me the most, and that's church people and church culture. And just the dynamics of church scares the mess out of me. But to think that one person misses 
feeling seen or feeling like somebody gets them because I decided I was too scared and wanted to avoid the situation, then I failed in life. So moving forward, maybe I'll start volunteering two days a week at the church if they'll let me. I don't even know if they'll let me because I'm so crazy. But all I know is, and that's what I kept saying, I have so much to offer. Why is this not working with these salons? And I felt like the Lord said, you have so much to offer for me and my house and my bride. And we can be so rebellious when things hurt us and think that that entity is wrong. And that it needs to be fixed to not hurt people. But really the people just need to get fixed. And healed from their brokenness. And be a part of it to make it whole. Because hurt people hurt people. So if you're hurt and not getting help that you need to get healed. You're never going to be in the spot to help other people get healed from their brokenness. Hmm. Been a lot of one-liners up in this thing. So, that's all I got for y'all. I'm gl- I'm glad I'm on this journey. I don't have the answers, but maybe we'll find the answers together. Maybe this helps somebody else, like, why we never fit. Anyway, thank y'all for listening. Talk to y'all next time. Bye.